It takes money. Russell the pubes, see ya. My patootie tootled, as I would say. No. Once, just then. Well played, milf. Mon dieu, it's monsieur my pubes. <laughs> so Vicky, I uh, smelled your socks this morning. Wink. Oh my gosh, that's really creepy. <laughs> Away, Sibo. Away, Sibo. It's in ramblings. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just getting a computer to do our intro now. <laughs> Hello. Oh my goodness. I was not prepared for that. I uh, thought it would automatically go to the next one. So I paused it and instead unpaused it and played the next one. <laughs> oh. So we've got some uh, some yoga instructor or something greeting us. Yeah, I think it was an introduction to mindfulness. Yeah. I feel like we should do a very relaxed episode now. Oh, okay. Well, I'm feeling relaxed. Are you? From a single hello, he's good. Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> Someone damn get this good. guy's number. <laughs> so, uh, hello, and welcome to the show. This is Ben. And my name is Vicky, and you're listening to... Insane Ramblings, episode oh. 47. I feel like we should high-five. Okay, what yeah. are we high-fiving for? If you're alone in the car, well, you can't high-five, I meant to say. <laughs> if you're with someone else in the car, <laughs> high-five them. If you're alone in the car... Um, uh, you can high-five yourself, get yeah, both pump, hands and just... Fist pump? Oh, sure. Yeah. Fist pump the air and <clears throat> you can see your fellow passengers in other cars. Yeah. Fist pumping in unison. That's right. A fist bump is, is as good as a high five. I've in, always said that. <laughs> in the world of hand gestures. In the Nobody world. start giving the finger. That's not an equivalent. What if you're <clears throat> in two separate, like you're in the car together? High five. But I mean, like, is a fist bump still, a no, fist pump still equivalent? No. A fist bump is the single man's high five. It's like, I just did something great, but only I was involved. So, <laughs> to congratulate my own arm, I'll fist bump. It's saying fist pump, yeah. Cause Sorry, it's not confusing. fist bump. Because, again, you need two people for fist bumping. Yes. Fist bumping is the exact equivalent of a high five. It's a two-man job. I'm glad we've established this. Well, You're... do you use your fist bump for the same thing as high fives? Yeah, almost. I do fist bump when I fear the slap. Because I find that some people enjoy a good slap and I don't, it hurts. You think it's too, they're going to be too aggressive with their high five? Yes, I do. I'm like, no, you don't. Fist bump. Do you, have you ever fist bumped their high five, like, open hand? No, but that would be awesome. <laughs> it look like we're doing sparring practice or something. Because, like, whenever you see um, Ali G back in the day, yeah. he would always greet people with the fist bump. And I guess this was before it was as prevalent as it is now. And he was especially talking to a lot of older guys who obviously weren't familiar with it. Oh my goodness. And so you'd often see them like confusedly shake hands with his. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened to our friend, our friend's mum, who's a teacher. Yeah. He was like, rock on, Mrs. Wood, and did the rock symbol with the pinky and like your pointer finger out. Yeah, throwing up the horns. Yeah, he threw up the horns, basically. I was going to say that, but I was like, people might not even know what that is. So he threw up the horns to her, and mm -hmm. she just sort of looked at it confusedly and like, shook hands with it. <laughs> like this. Uh, you can't see, but if you can imagine someone shaking the horns, yeah, gripping yeah. between the horns. <laughs> why Why is uh, he, like, rocking out with his teacher? I don't know. He just threw up the horns because he was like, rock on, Mrs. Wood. You're like the best teacher ever. Yeah. <laughs> it was Slash in his high school days. Oh, uh, okay. That's when he knew Rock was dead. <laughs> when you're throwing it at your chemistry teacher. And, and that's their reaction back. You reminded me of a story that... I, it's like one of those things where you, I completely blacked it out and probably haven't thought about this since, oh, no. since it happened when I was eight or something. I'll tell you one of those stories, go on. All right, cool. When you're saying don't flip people off in your car. 
Oh, no. I can tell you why. It was because we had these friends who it was always a treat. They're dead now, the end. <laughs> That's why. Yeah, I flipped them all off <laughs> 17 <died>. years later. <laughs> I can only blame myself. It was for a this. slow burn, yeah. but they eventually died <laughs> at the ripe old age of 95. Yeah, and I, it's haunted me since. I, <laughs> they I said old age. But yeah, but I knew the truth. <laughs> I don't know why I would have been hanging out with 80-year-olds <laughs> while I was about eight. But a learning experience, if anything. You didn't have to do the 10 times your age rule, hang out. Well, that's that's for dating. Oh, okay. I thought it was hang out, hang out with someone much older than you. Hang out, hang out. They'll need your help to poo. Uh, <laughs> I was unfamiliar with the song. That's why. That was our community service jingle. What's, what's the uh, 10 times older than you rule? Because I was confused. <laughs> Because pre-show, I brought up the the age rule of um, half your age plus seven to try and work out the age range of people that you can date. Uh, we were trying to figure out whether Ben would frown upon me dating a 20-year-old. Um, so I said that was within the rules of the, plus, uh, the half age plus seven. But if I was a guy, would you be like, yeah... What, like, is there a gender like side to it? Because with a guy, I feel like if you're dating, dating a younger older... woman is awesome, but dating an older woman. I think it depends if it's like a Mrs. Robinson type scenario. Oh my gosh, I'm <laughs> Mrs. Robinson. <laughs> I'm sorry to break it to you, but yes, you're Mrs. Robinson. Oh, uh, am I? No, she's she's like that's like the original cougar. Oh uh, yeah, obviously. You're not in cougar territory yet, so I think that's not cougar. Four years older. Well, like twenty to twenty-four, I think is still. If you're in the same tick box, is that what you're saying? Yeah, you're in the same. Like if you're paying this sort of the same amount for insurance yeah <laughs> so you've got like if another health insurance is likely around the same cost it's okay you, you've got another like two years to potentially date 20 year olds like 20 to 26 and then because oh, they're my insurance premium and then still. you'll have to break up with him if things are going well when you hit 27 that'll be annoying you're in a new demographic i assume he also ages yeah but he's oh. he'll still be in the previous demographic oh okay i thought yeah. you meant like he would remain 20 i was like i'm not dating peter pan yeah he'll also get older i hope well uh if you were i mean i'd stick with him just for the story i know right he could take you to neville although peter pan has already been written so i'm not sure what story we're sticking together for no just a the, sequel for your bragging rights peter pan 2 electric book <laughs> that was a good movie. Like, so if, if you could tell people the story of, hey, I'm dating hey, Peter, I'm Pan, Peter Pan. Not like, come with me, children, to the wonderful world of Neverland. <laughs> That's, he did say that once. He did? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was uh, like, I'm busy, but thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, he's like, seriously, there's the pirates and ticking crocodiles. I was like, like nah, dude, I'm, good. I'm 24. I've got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't all just float around the world like 20-year-olds. Yeah, you and your freaking lost boys. Jeez. Yeah, these guys grow up. Yeah. <laughs> this is the guy of standing around fame. So he really is Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the guy that we talked about last week that said he spends all week standing around. I want to I wanna get into this as well because it seems like you're doing a lot you of You want to get into him? No, I want to delve into the topic of standing around because it seems like you're almost there. We talked about it already last week. I know, but uh, okay, let's do this now. We'll get back to me flipping off elderly <laughs> women later. <laughs> Didn't think you were going to say that today, did you? I usually wake up assuming that... It's my slogan. Something along those lines is going to come out of my mouth when I hit record. <laughs> it's my slogan. <laughs> I've got it on a t-shirt. What of it? <laughs> Go to uh, insaneramblings.net slash shop for your I flip off elderly women regularly t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> elderly women 
I'll give you the flip side. I think I like to think the front is just like a hand giving the middle finger and then the back is just a frowning elderly person. <laughs> That's exactly what I imagined. Good. And if you flip the person quickly, the two come together. <laughs> oh, like if you're in one of those. Oh, shit. I didn't even know what that is. Ah, fucking hell. I'm sorry. For those of you listening, I was laughing so hard I spilled coffee on Ben's blanket. After you were so eagerly complimenting it earlier before the show. It's a really nice blanket. I'm sorry. Except we did establish that it might have smallpox. <laughs> so maybe if this is the this cure is probably for, for the best. Yeah. Oh, that's going to smell like coffee tonight. Thanks, Vicky. Like coffee tonight. That, how, how was your <laughs> attempt at brewing coffee for the first time? <laughs> it was all right. What do you mean? Well, it seems like you were struggling. I struggled, yeah. but then came good at the end. Okay. Much like elderly women. <laughs> I was thinking you could have gone with the Peter Pan metaphor or something, but no, no the elderly, yeah, woman. elderly woman. Yeah, I was thinking like if you've got you know that thing where you've got a chicken on one side of the stick and the egg on the other, and then you've yeah, got the yeah. Stick in your hands. I was trying to work I out what that's called. I was imagining that with a person. I don't know. If, so if you get this guy to be like a welling dervish, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then eventually <laughs> it'll just be a, a combination of angry old women and flippings of the birds. Yeah. I'm glad we've established our merchandising line. But anyhow, standing around, sticking around. Well, yeah. like, it's you sent me photos of your endeavours from yesterday. <laughs> Did you enjoy them? Well, I was confused to start, because uh, Vicky, the transcript of her Facebook conversation with me from yesterday read, hey, I'm going to send you a picture of my pony. <laughs> and I'm like, his legs. Sweet. Yeah, well, that's what I discover. You can't... You can't be like, I'm sending you a photo of my pony. Yeah, some pony legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrifying. <laughs> like, what did you do to your pony? <laughs> it's the opposite. Did I actually say, it's, I'm going to send you a picture of my pony? Yeah. Is that all I said? It's the opposite of the Godfather, where it's like, well, we can't put the head in the bed, but we've got the next best thing. <laughs> Four dismembered <laughs> pony legs. I think that'd be more terrifying than the head, to be honest. I'm, I'm not sure either way is great. <laughs> A pony is no, definitely... I'm just thinking you could dismember the pony and use it across many people. Why do you have to keep decapitating horses? Well, we only saw got... one in the movie. Maybe... Oh, so they used the rest yeah, of the Yeah, maybe the rest of the horse was used in other <laughs> beds. I don't think that's good for maybe eight to ten threats. <laughs> nah. You can't put a pony torso in a bed. <laughs> yes, you can. It's, it's just like, terrifying. You just wake up with a slab of bloody meat and you're like, what's that? Like, it's gross. But the head... And the legs are more identifiable. I don't know. I, don't, I wouldn't like to wake up next to a tiny <laughs> I wouldn't like to. Don't get me wrong. I'm not okay. like, I bring me the torso and pony. <laughs> Sounds like you'd quite like it. Okay, so, you got me. All right, I'm going to do it now. What? It's a lot of ponies. No. <laughs> anyway, get on with the story so people don't think I do. Uh, Vicky spent several hours yesterday creating a Pony out of twist ties. Bread, yeah, like freezer bag ties. The ones that come on loaves of bread and stuff like that. Yeah. And What's weird about that? It seems like that's only slightly more productive than <laughs> sitting around all day. So than making a podcast, say. Well, like, here we're having a deep and meaningful conversation about dismembered animals. <laughs> we're going to entertain... I would. I was Three gonna, people. Yeah, I wouldn't say the masses, but hopefully someone <laughs> will entertain a minority group. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the minority group of insane ramblings fan. Yeah, 
Um, persecuted, <laughs> horribly persecuted, generally speaking. Well, whether it's used for entertainment or torture is up to the user. But That's true. We it, can't it's, judge. It's got See, a general purpose. I don't purpose. think a bread-type pony could be used for torture. No. So I'm creating something of benefit. But, like, how did you go, I've got three hours to kill, <laughs> this is what I'm going to dedicate my day to? I don't know. What else? What, do you, what would you do if you're like, I've got three hours to kill? I would better myself or humanity. How? You said that, but how? Name <laughs> three ways. I would read, learn about the world. No, you wouldn't. And how to solve incurable crime? diseases. No, yeah, you wouldn't. I would, I would I fight. read about solving crime. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. You would not. I beg you to You beg watch, me? What are you begging me for? To watch me in my moment of no, downtime. No, I'm busy making a horse <laughs> sculpture. I can't watch you. And you can see me whizzing around the house thinking of inventions to better humanity. <laughs> Do you? And then taking Don't a break to watch reality TV. Exactly. Mm. I know exactly what you didn't work for like two years. It was more like a year and a couple months. Ten to twelve. It was more like a year and twelve months. It wasn't. It was. It was. You can go back to the podcast and measure this accurately because it was started. over a year. It was. It was over. Yeah. Okay. It was about under a year and a half. I'll say it was like like a year and four months or something. Like yeah. That. All right. Okay. Agreed. And. You. It was glorious. Exactly. But what you played Wii and Xbox all day. In between starting podcasts and building arcade machines, I got shit done. See, building an arcade machine, how is that different to building a cable tie horse? Well, I've, tie I've horse? obviously... See, we, before the show, we were also talking about uh, our previous... If we met, like, an earlier version of ourselves. Oh, would we think they're an idiot? Yeah. And we both said yes. Yeah. So it's like, this is... You <laughs> Even know, if I met myself now, I think I'd think I was an idiot. <laughs> like, well. No, like, <laughs> is that because you're building twist-tight horses? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Sorry, I should, I should say ponies. You kept saying pony. Oh, no, my shoe's broken. But yes, it was a pony. Because I do think there's a difference between the horse in the bed and the pony in the bed. I think the pony's more threatening because oh. it's cuter. Yeah, true. It's, like, it's smaller. It's like, yeah. oh, we killed this really cute Shetland. Yeah, just say they yeah, put true. like a, a guinea pig in the bed. That's like small, so it's less scary, but it's cuteness factor makes it I don't feel, scary. I feel like puppy would It would be, be like the, the ultimate. Yeah. Puppy like, or kitten. Yeah, it's up there. But you'd have to find out if they're a cat person or a dog person. Because for me, puppy would be scarier. But some people like cats better. I, I like cats better, but I could see either one being but, equal. Yeah, Shetland Pony would be pretty terrifying. Yeah. Like, it's so cute. Yeah. <laughs> Why did they have Why to Why did they go? have to do it? Yeah. Shetty. So, so um, you I spent... I to get these shoes fixed. I'm really irritated about this. Are you going to go to a cobbler? I already did. You've, you've got a cobbler? I have a cobbler. I was talking to um, our friend Ed, who we've mentioned several times on the show. It sounds like you're the only person without a cobbler. I didn't think anyone had a cobbler I've in this day and age. Who's making money from cobbling now? <laughs> like, surely there can't be enough people coming to to your shop going, fix my shoes. Like, how much does it cost to get, you know, a sole re-adhered or whatever they do? I don't know, like 10 bucks. Because that doesn't seem like See, this a viable business anymore. Originally, to get it fixed was like 10 bucks, but it, yeah, because it doesn't work very well. So we have to keep coming back. That's true. He's counting on your repeat business. Yeah. Because... <laughs> the way that I got into this conversation with Ed was that he went to the mall and he was like, oh, yeah, I can't come out with you, whatever. I've got to fi- pick up my pen that's being repaired. What? <laughs> what? Who gets a pen repaired? 
pen. That was my reaction. <laughs> That'd be the best pen ever. Oh yeah, you would hope. He said he got it as like a gift or something from work or a birthday or something. I can't remember. But it sounded like it was an expensive pen. But I think like a pen is a one-time use thing. I wouldn't be like. Well, it's probably not like a bic. Sure, <laughs> but I mean, it's not like, like the ten pack from Coles. Unless it was like a hundred dollar pen or something, I'm probably not gonna. What be... did he say? It was a gift. I I don't know. It was like a a decent pen, but like, who's using you know three hundred dollar pens that is like, oh, I have to get this repaired. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, where do you even go to get that repaired? You know, a jeweler. Why do you know this? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It seems like you're all this time you used to better yourself. You don't seem to know much about the world. Because I'm not, I'm just <laughs> buying new pens. My pen runs out and it's like, oh, I got to go to the pen factory to get it repaired. No, so I just pick up the spare pen and move on with my life. I don't have a list no, of extra don't. time to spend. You don't know about cobblers. You don't know about pens. You, you claim you spend all this time reading, but you're obviously not reading about the world we live in. I'm not reading about the 1930s, <laughs> the world that we lived in like 80 years ago. <laughs> yes, you are. You are. To talk to your 80-year-old friend. You can go there and get your like quill repair. I will, thanks. I'll just pick up the new biro and I'll be move on with my day. <laughs> will you? Because it seems like you've got a lot of spare time to fill in. Maybe you should be. I don't have a spare time. That's my point. Like, why have you got three hours to kill to spend <laughs> making twist-high pony legs? And can I say that you only got the legs done? Like, no, why is true. it taking so long? It's surprisingly difficult. <laughs> no, I can't. I start on the torso. Wait, why didn't you send me a photo of, like, the torso with the legs? Because you're asleep. What, so you did the torso later? Yeah. You said, I thought you said you started with the torso. No. Legs were the first bit. So now you've got a torso and legs. Yeah. Do you want me to get the picture? How long have you spent on this? Sure. Probably about three hours. And we'll put this on the gallery. Okay, hang on. I'm going to get the picture. <laughs> All right, well, I'll, I'll put this. What? Why are you laughing? It looks like a table. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's only got like this. It, I haven't. You have to go underneath to give it a stomach and above to give it a back. So you're still working on those? Yeah, it's not finished. Have you got the uh, head planned? Because that seems like... The, the head's going to be the issue. I've yeah, got a lot that seems like the, the most difficult element. I've sort of been thinking I might have to build it a skeleton. What do you mean? It, sounds, it seems like you're kind of building the skeleton already. No, this is the outside, but it might need a paddle pop stick skeleton to give its head up. Oh, you don't think the twist ties can support a the head. pony head? No. So how are you connecting them? You're They're just, tied. You're just twisting them together. Yeah. Like, what's the issue with building it? They just, like, collapse on you or something? No, not even. It just takes a long time. It's about knee height. Oh, really? Yeah. I couldn't tell from the uh, picture. It looks kind of small. How big did you think it was? Like, shin height? Um, maybe, like, I thought the legs would have been, like, eight centimetres tall or something. No, it's about knee height. Yeah. So, so I, I was thinking, time. like, ankle height. No. Why did you go so ambitious? I don't know. <laughs> like, start, don't know. start with a small Start small, scale. idiot. Yeah. Also, where did you get all these twist ties from? <laughs> my friend gave them to me. I just buy a shitload of bread. Yeah, no, seriously. My friend works in a coffee factory and he's like, do you want these twist ties? And I'm like, I'll make use of them. I'll just imagine the things that Vicky, she's just standing there with an imagination bubble over her head <laughs> of like what I could do with no, a thousand twist ties. Yeah, I've got like a giant bag full of them. So if anyone has twist ties, can you send them to me? Because I'm making this knee high. Oh, you feel like you're going to run out now. Yeah, I might have to buy more. It's ridiculous. It's consumed my life. It's seriously consumed my life. I was thinking about it all night last night. Like, how am I going to make this head stay on? And I've asked like every, all the people I know. Like, how is, can I counterbalance with a tail? Like, how is this going? Yeah, to you work? have you have to have a tail. Yeah, well, it has to be a tail. But I'm thinking it doesn't need to be the same weight as the head, so the pony doesn't fall forward. Mm, so why why pony over horse? 
Well, because horse would have to be huge. <laughs> you wanna, you're trying to make this a one-to-one scale, basically. Mm, not quite, but this could be a believable Shetland size, say, okay. like a miniature pony. That's funny. What's about knee height at the torso? So that its head will come up maybe... To upper thigh. Thigh height, yeah. All right, well, uh, I'll put the work in progress on insaneramblings.net so everyone can check out. I didn't some... realise you thought it was so small. I can, I've got a series of photos that charts its growth. Yeah, you need uh, to put like a dollar bill next to it or something yeah. like, for scale. <laughs> so that's why you weren't impressed. Well, I'm, I'm still, well, you Why made a twist-high table, but, like, so knowing grown, that it's giant. That's how it's sort of made. Okay. See, that already is about eight centimetres there. Yeah, because it seems like, I was definitely underwhelmed when you're like, I spent three hours on this, and oh, it's okay. like four stumps. <laughs> I'm like, good use of time there, Vicky. Yeah, so there it is next to a water bottle. Yeah, okay. Riveting. And that's the one leg I think I sent you, is it? No, you sent me four legs. This one? Yeah, that one. No, is that what I sent you? Yeah. And that's, yeah, the four legs. And... See, that sort of gives away some of the height there, sort of. No, I need, like, something that I know the scale of. Are you in the bone collector or something? <laughs> I, was th- I was thinking of that. If we can get <laughs> Morgan Freeman and Angelina Jolie to team up to accurately represent the height of your Shetland, yeah. I would be slightly more impressed. Well, are you now? Um, it seems like it makes sense why it took so long, at least. Okay, but not as impressed because why? Well, I still, why need, I still need to see the head, and it seems like... I don't know, were you doing anything else during this time? It seems like... Watching numbers on oh, numbers, okay. as I accidentally wrote to you. Numbers. Numbers. Mexican numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay, well, this is a little some multitasking <clears throat> yeah, in there. Yeah, you don't well. just sit there and twist time. Well, that's what I'm imagining you. <laughs> like, no. we've, I think, talked... Well, you do, but you've also got numbers in the background. Yeah, so... Uh, Okay, at least it wasn't like... I feel like, like we should film an episode of Nombres. <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch Numbers. What's the uh, plot line? Like, they solve crime with numbers. Based on numbers. Yeah. Because... They're like... Yeah, go on. I don't know. I can't even think of this. <laughs> <laughs> There's like a bunch of footprints. They're like, how many guys would have needed to cause this many footprints? And then you're like... Two. Yeah. You <laughs> kind of like four. scans the crime scene. And it's like, definitely four. No, it's just... Numbers. Like, I assume you said numbers a lot. That's his catchphrase. <laughs> numbers. I don't know. It's just like, oh, I'm really bad at explaining the plot of numbers. Is it? Because Thank there goodness is no I'm plot. I'm not um, the one who wants to pitch it. You're the one who wants to make a... In color, based and on Mexican it. nombres. It's like yeah, we, maybe we should just explain. It's like judging that, by this theory, we kind of glossed over. It, Vicky made a typo, and so she wrote. I'm uh, watching nombres. Nombres instead of uh, numbers, and that was my joke. Was it was was that the Mexican version of numbers? Which it was not. It was just my poor typing. Okay. Nombres. Yeah. <laughs> Is that that's what he says after every crime? <laughs> yes. I can imagine it. it's like a CSI type thing where it's like does he the intro. Off his glasses. Yeah, he's like just. But he whoops off his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> Another Stop fake it. mustache crime soiled. <laughs> Yeehaw! Ew, soiled. Foiled, sorry. <laughs> Another soiled mustache crime. Why do we have them every week? (laughs) Why is this world so cruel? (laughs) That's Mexico for you, chief. Everyone just goes around soiling other people's mustaches. (laughs) That's so disgusting. (laughs) How would you say? Yeah, I was trying to think, but again, I was going to not ask the question. Yeah. I've been to hospitals before, (laughs) and it's always amused me that. Um, especially in Canada, mm. I first noticed this. They had the basket labelled soiled linens. <laughs> is that abusing? It just seemed like you could phrase it anyway. Just put it like laundry or something, yeah, you know? Why soiled, why soiled linens? Yeah. <laughs> That's 
very descriptive. I know. You see everything is in um, English and French over there. So it's like, oh, maybe it's one of those things. And then it's like, no, nah, nah. that's, that's the English. <laughs> that is definitely just a very descriptive English label. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But okay. yeah, I imagine um, Nombres is a lot like that Mexican Spider-Man. Have you seen that? No. Oh, it's like a YouTube thing where it's basically Spider-Man, but he's some fat guy in a cheap costume and fighting banditos. Oh, awesome. Yeah. How have I not seen that? I know. And, uh, yeah, I imagine that is probably similar to a Mexican version of numbers. <laughs> You're getting my bed more and more diseased as you go. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> Do you want to take off your boots? I can't. I wanted to. Why? What do you mean you can't? You've been cobbled into them. <laughs> See? Yeah. They're broken. So if I take them off, I can't put them back on. Riveting radio. I'll edit out the zip process. <laughs> I didn't keep this in. Oh, okay, good. Ah. It made me laugh while I was drinking. <laughs> Came out my nose. I want to go back to that noise. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Why does that, like, hurt so much? It sounded like it was an angry laugh. You're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> like I'd done something simultaneously amusing and annoying. It was. That was pretty much it. <laughs> Why were you laughing? Are you struggling to take off your boots? <laughs> Okay, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. You sound so Canadian when you say boots. My ab boots? Is that, My... what you, is that what you meant? <laughs> Probably. Probably. Uh, should, should I have said it? Good thing you took off your bouts. <laughs> is that the Australian way? No, no, you sound like Romeo and Michelle. <laughs> My Good bout. thing you took off your bouts. <laughs> well, I say, say an Australian boot. <laughs> Boot. What's the difference? We'll let the podcast tell us. I'm not, are we keeping this in? Say it, boot. Boot. <laughs> yeah, it's Canadian. It's just because you know I'm Canadian. Possibly. <laughs> Alright, I'm, I'm finished with numbers. <laughs> numbers? I haven't even described what numbers is about. Because okay. I really can't. Well. Well, basically, no, he's like a physicist. And so it'll be stuff like... Working out, like, where would the body be hidden? And it's like, well, judging from the way that ants find food, I would judge that these drug dealers would use this path to hide the body here. So let's search here for the body. I noticed you like didn't, didn't involve numbers in their description at all. Yeah, that's, like, he does mathematical ca calculations of, like, ants. Of ants. So but, it's, but that sounds like, you know, biology or something. Well, I guess it's, like, physics. So it's kind of, it's like Dexter's got his blood splatter that he learns how to do crime yeah, scenes. Yeah, this guy sort of uses science and theoretical science. So what's the Mexican equivalent? You're pitching a, we do a version of this. Yeah. What happens that's different in the Mexican one that's, you They're know. They're all wearing mustaches. <laughs> there's just more tequila and sombreros. No difference, just everyone's wearing ponchos and mustaches. <laughs> that's the only difference. Nombres. Nombres. <laughs> Yeah, we could we could work this out sometime. <laughs> Sylvan crimes, drinking tequila, taking siestas, nombres. Nombres. Yeah, and then with the mad mustache soiler. That's... And Monsieur Mabuse. 
<laughs> That's on the French one. No, he can be the French bad guy. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's uh, in Mexico, but he's got a French arch nemesis. Yeah, that's right. Monsieur de pubes. Monsieur de pubes. So you another mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and then he like twirls his mustache evilly. Yeah. Yeah, because everyone knows the natural enemy of Mexicans is French people. I like to imagine him as <laughs> a, as a uh, 1930s gangstery type. Do you? Monsieur where, Mepupes. Well, where he's like, nah, she stole another mustache. Oh, see, I'm imagining him as, do you watch that children's TV show Lazy Town? No. Okay. Well, not all of us sit around and make hair tie. We've got to do something while we're uh, making constructing um, hair tie ponies, twist tie I ponies. wish. Hair tie ponies. Well, that's something I haven't done. Well, it's taking it to the next level. I know, right? Yeah, so it's kind of like there's a guy on that that reminds me of Monsieur Mepupes. Google it later. You can't just say that. What's What reminds you of him? He's got the moustache and, like, he's just got the pinstripe suit. So he's very 1930s gangster. So he reminds you of my now no. description or no, what no, you no. always imagined? The same. the same. I think we're on very much similar pages with because, Monsieur Mepupes. to be honest, I just imagined Monsieur Mepupes there. Oh, did you? Because I was imagining him in the nude, so... Yeah, he's definitely in the nude. <laughs> but, but he's also nude. in striped pinch... Once he gets out of the nude, yeah. which is a weird thing to say, really, because you're actually getting into something, aren't you? When you get out of the nude... Yeah, you always say, I'm getting into the nude, not getting yeah. out of the nude. Yeah. That is true. That, that's a very uh, good point. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't go very. It's a point. <laughs> yeah, that is a point. Yeah. So what's this show about? It's a children's show about these children that live in this town, and there's this sports guy that's the hero, and he's like get me some sports candy, which is fruit. And then there's the lazy guy that's like, no, I'm going to school. Let's sleep all day. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Seriously. That's really creepy. Yeah, that's him. That's how I imagine once him a pubes. Robbie Rotten. Robbie Rotten. <laughs> <laughs> He's so shady. I know. For a children's show. Oh, there he is. There's all three of them together. Where are you watching this? It's on in the afternoon. On, like, ABC or something? Yeah. Like, ABC Kids, possibly, at about 3.30 when I started making the horse. Does he talk like that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he does. That's exactly how he talks. Uh, yeah, that's him. So Robbie Rotten is like an artist's impression of... of pubes, in but, my mind. But he's got more moustache. Well, this guy usually has a moustache. I don't know why he hasn't got it there. Oh, uh, okay. So the photo that we found doesn't have a moustache. But picture him with a moustache. We'll put one on, perhaps. Photoshop a <laughs> And then... Paint. <laughs> and then, so if you imagine that's his getting around clothes. And from day to day, he's just like... Monsieur, monsieur, and then he gets in the nude, and they're like, Zutala! Monsieur, the nude is in the nude! nude. <laughs> Zutala, I can't believe you remember Zutala. But is he a criminal? Monsieur, Monsieur Pubes. Pubes. Yeah. yeah, he soils people's mustaches. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why he has to be in the nude. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes together. I know. Gross. <laughs> Was there anything else that we needed to cover, or should I go back to my flipping off story? I feel like we came here for a reason. Yeah, I feel like that too. I feel like we got sidetracked about six levels deep. Yeah, I know. This is very far in the inception. Let's tip the chair back and go back to where we were. Need a kick back to upper level? Yeah. All right, so when I was a kid, <laughs> about eight in years Canada? old. In Canada? No, in Australia. Really? It wasn't in Canada? Are you sure? It was not. Okay. Not everything revolves around Canada, Vicky. Much of what you seem to have happened to you as a child seems to happen in Canada. I know. I wasn't even there for <laughs> what that. What that noise? I, I was <laughs> going to argue with you and I'm like, no, nah, you're right. <laughs> a lot of good stories come out of Canada. It's one of these things where uh, I was only there for a couple of occasions for a couple of weeks at a time. 
So it's not like I grew up there. <laughs> no. But I did holiday there frequently enough. And on holiday, it seems like you try to go out of your way to do more things. Yeah. So while here, I might be like, oh, watch Lazy Town make a <laughs> Swiss Thai pony. Just for example, I'm just picking things at random. Yeah. That would be a waste of time. Yeah, in Canada, I'd be like, well, I can't go 2,000 miles away from home or whatever it is to make a Twist Thai pony. So I feel like I should do something out of my way to come up with adventures. And so... Uh, in Australia, I had a few adventures, one of which nice. was... The flipping off adventure. Yes. And so we were in the back of a car of uh, one of our friend's cars, and it was always a bit of a treat to go into the back of this car because they had those seats that face the opposite way. <gasps> awesome. Yeah. So you could see where you've been instead of where you're going. Exactly. <laughs> and so it was, they had front seats, then the back seats, and then two extra back seats in the boot of the car, basically, facing behind you and so yeah it just feels weird when you're in the car and it's just always kind of cool especially when you're young just something different and so we're pulling up to these traffic lights and I'm just like bored in the back seat so I'm like what can I do to entertain myself and I'm sitting there with my sister and then I just decide to flip off a few people (laughs) what can I possibly do (laughs) yeah Abuse. <laughs> because I'm facing the opposite direction. No one can see me except for my sister. Ooh. Risky. And uh, I'm in the safety of this vehicle. I'm going to, like, drive away in a second. So, or are you? Well, I can, I can usually make a getaway. Do you need a tissue? I think we're good. <laughs> I think that was previously there. No, it wasn't. Really? It's it was, not wet. It was wet. Look. There's... Oh, yeah. I dropped. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Why don't you, like, drink half of it now? So I guess that's less likely to spill. Okay. Go on. So we're in the back seat, and my sister was the only one who was likely to see what no, I was doing. Did she see? I think the last time that I did it, she did see. And then I'm like, oh, I should probably stop. But on that last time, there was some middle-aged woman that I flipped off, and she got really angry. <laughs> <laughs> and so she pulled out next to us in the lights <gasps> and so we're at the traffic lights and she was just Mon Dieu. <laughs> kind of like raging at my friend's sister who was driving <gasps> and they obviously didn't know why she was so angry but like obviously they looked across and saw her kind of going mental and so it was on oh my gosh really and so she starts revving her engine and we're about to have like a drag at the traffic lights <laughs> And we're in this, you know, Beth. yeah, basically it's not, not really the most, uh, drag worthy of vehicles. Was the other woman in a drag worthy vehicle? I have no idea. It wasn't like she was in a Ferrari or something, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> and so, yeah, we dragged this elderly woman that I flipped off at the lights. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> no way. And I can't remember if Who we would have that, ever but... predicted that? I know, it escalated very quickly. It seriously escalated, though. Yeah. What was your story you said you had happened when you were a child or something? Yeah, I did. Oh, yeah, just the things that you never tell people. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that come back to you. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, that you get reminded of. I remember the other day that when I was a child, we had these walkie-talkies. This is a really stupid story. We had these walkie-talkies that you can use Morse code with. Oh, yeah, that seemed to be a pretty standard feature in walkie-talkies for some reason. Yeah. Where it's just like, it comes with a booklet on Morse code, and it comes with the button to do Morse code. <laughs> But if I sent whoever was on the other end... They'd have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> like, they would have to memorise the whole <laughs> Morse code alphabet. And, like, apart from SOS, 
that's kind of as far as I know. Most I seriously like they have to be like slow down, slow down while they flick through the book. Well, I remember seeing like a guy at some ye olde town. I can't remember. I was like, you know how they got places like Suffern Hill around yeah. here, where uh, this it, is in Canada. I don't know. I, Good. I, I was like, I thought I thought the next words out of your mouth were going to be, but this was in Canada. No, like, I've, 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 I've Canada, no idea but... where I saw some guy doing Morse code. <laughs> it, it was at one of those places where, like, they re-enact, you know, 80 years ago or whatever. And uh, so the guy was using Morse code, and you could give him a message, you could write out the message, and then he would translate it in Morse code and then send it somewhere. And like, but where? I don't know. <laughs> like, it probably wasn't even hooked up. It was just some guy like tapping, tapping away, and he probably was just making it up on the spot. Yeah, exactly. But he was like amazing at Morse code. Well, people do memorize it, you know. But it was I mean, initially a language. Like when, if I was doing Morse code, you go like dot dot dot, and then you'd have to give a bit of a pause yeah. before the next letter. Yeah. Like he didn't seem to be pausing at all. So it's like, duh, 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 duh. like, how do you know where one letter ends and the next one starts? I like, think they're only each three digits long, right? I, I thought there's ones like shorter than that. Are they? I don't know. I can't be bothered looking at it right now. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But, but it seems like people could do it in the past. It was impressive that there was like this really old guy who actually knew Morse code <laughs> well enough to transcribe letters and stuff. But uh, yeah, it seems like an unnecessary art form nowadays. I don't know. Anyway, so <laughs> it had the button on our um, walkie-talkie. So I was like, I want, and it was really loud. Like you could hear it at your end as well. Yeah. So I was like, I wonder how loud it is. Put the walkie-talkie up to my ear. And pressed And pressed it. Yeah. And it was so loud that um, I fell over. <laughs> like, my vision spun. It's pretty loud. Yeah. It was so loud that it made the whole world spin, like, because it, like, affected my inner ear or something. And that was the last time you ever used Moscow. I was like, that was a really stupid thing to do. I use this <laughs> do for it. evil. I know. <laughs> Went up to people and blasted it in the ear. I don't know why I did that, though. Looking back, I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, I know. I did a similarly stupid thing with a kid's toy once where I was at Alex's house and he got BB guns. Oh, yeah. I've been shot in the ass with an air gun. Yeah. And I was messing around with one and it had jammed. And so I was just like... Oh no, like, you're doing the Wiley Coyote looking down the barrel. Pretty much. Oh. So I was like just shooting it and it's not coming out. And I didn't look down the barrel, but I pretended to shoot myself in the head where I put the gun oh. into my mouth and pointed it at the roof of my mouth and pulled the trigger. And of course that's when it unjams and it shot me in the roof of the mouth. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Did it really hurt? It wasn't as bad as you thought, but... It sounds very painful. Yeah, it was. It wasn't <laughs> Didn't light. tickle. No, that's for sure. <laughs> oh. Why did we do these things? It's because, like, as we were talking about, if we had to go back in time and met our younger selves, <laughs> we'd be like, stop doing stupid things, dummy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but occasionally, even now, I catch myself doing something stupid, and I'm like, oh, I'm so glad no one saw that. Yeah, yeah. Do you have an example? I can't off the top of my head, no, but, like, what with the seven to ten socks? Yeah, we'll, we'll put this uh, clip at the end of the I thought we were just going to re-talk about it. Nah, we've got, we've got it captured on uh, audio, I believe. Okay. So, uh, yeah, expect that. You can, we had a previous discussion before the podcast. About a mistake I made with socks, which is pretty stupid. Yeah, which I'll, I'll chuck at the end. But, yeah, we, we, you do stupid things, and then it's kind of like, well, why did I do that? But then it's also a story and a learning experience. Yes! <laughs> I never once did Morse code in my own ear again. No. It's like when I, we were at the training for... 
our prop showsal episode yeah. a couple of weeks ago. And one of the guys there that was doing the training with us, he found an apple on the ground. And he, That's like, weird. Yeah, I know. And he, it was like inside. It wasn't like an outside apple. Where inside? We were like in the computer studio area and it was just like on the ground there. But it was on the ground, not on the desk. Yeah. And he's like, ooh, free apple. And he like picks ooh. it up and eats it. I'm like... This is one of those scenarios that could go very badly wrong. Yeah, I feel like fruit, abandoned fruit I never eat. No. Perhaps on a desk in a womb. In a womb. In yes. a womb. Womb apples are okay. <laughs> womb apples are fine. In a room I knew well. Yeah. It was like my own office or yeah, my I, own house. I've got like bad memories of public fruit. I don't eat public fruit. Because... I just always felt like it was a poor idea. Well, we've Post had... Morse code, I uh, stopped experimenting <laughs> Fair so much. That was the first message and last message you ever translated was don't eat public yeah. fruit. You're like, wow, words of wisdom. <laughs> now I'm going to fall to the ground. I fell to the ground with that realisation. <laughs> Dizzy with knowledge. The In kindergarten, every day there was a class where the group was split up into sections. And so I guess it was like half an hour before morning tea or before lunch or whatever. And one of the groups had to prepare the fruit for for lunch. Mm. And so they would just put out a tray of... They would just put out... Yeah. <laughs> they put out a tray of bananas and, like, cut up apples. not engage in that. Well, you know, there's only... I feel like we've done enough jokes that... When you get into kindergarten children putting out that is like... Is that what you were talking about? I stopped listening. <laughs> I, I feel like we covered off on emu sex last week. We don't need to go into kindergarten kids this week. So, uh, are you going to keep listening? Or? <laughs> this. <laughs> I'm listening. So one of, the, so one of the groups was to prepare the fruit for lunch. And they put out a tray of all apples and bananas and blah, 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 that the kids had cut out, cut up. And... It was always oh, know, yeah. super gross. Because yeah. it's like kindergarten kids, they don't know anything about hygiene. So it's like, you know, they're going to be cutting up with their snotty hands Ugh. and all the bananas are going to be squashed and gross. And like, I never ate any of them because it was so all, gross. Yeah, so gross. And even in kinder, I recognized that this was <laughs> a bad idea. Yeah. See, and so the, I think that's guided me for life for public fruit in general. In primary school, Aftercare. Yeah. We had it chopped up by the assistants, but it would be passed around the circle. It was the same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I, couldn't, I couldn't eat that either. I couldn't. It was just yeah. Even though it was cut up by clean hand handed people, I just knowing how many hands had picked over it. Like, yeah, it's just so bizarre. I don't know why they did that. As like, I don't know why they didn't just put a certain amount of fruit and veg on each plate, and each child just takes their own plate, which is what we did in my kindergarten in Japan when I was a teacher. But does that mean everyone gets like a whole apple or something like that? No, we cut it all up yeah. and then put a, the same amount on every plate. Oh, okay. So at least, yeah, it kind of doesn't have a hundred kids all Yeah. It. And then like dip would also go around. It's like... Yeah, yeah. See, at um, after school care, the only thing that I could really eat was crackers and the occasional, like a special item. So like, maybe mm. like in the winter you'd get hot chocolate or something yeah. like that. And so I'd eat, like, the special thing and then some, like, cheese crackers or something. I occasionally go for, say, a whole slice of apple. See, like, it's too risky. It is risky. <laughs> it's we, going back to, like, the high five fist bump thing. Yeah. I've been watching America's Got Talent. And Howie, do they? They do, actually. Oh, good. It's That's impressive. Good One of the judges is Howie Mandel, who 
he's a huge germaphobe. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't realise this, but you watch this show and it's not even about the judges, really. It's, it's about his germophobia. Well, the judges are supposed to be there to make, like, some funny comments about the acts and then, you know, basically hit the X or not to tell if they're going through to the next round. Yeah. But, like, they, his germophobia must be so prevalent that it makes its way into the show. <laughs> and it's, like, pretty amazing to watch because he doesn't want to have physical contact with anyone. Oh, really? You see him, instead of shaking hands or high-fiving or anything, he fist bumps people. So oh, so like, it's clean hands. Yeah, so it's, like, the minimum amount of contact Get possible. Get this. I can't go near my dad next week. Oh, God. He's going to be radioactive. I was going to make a joke about radiation. Yeah, Why? he's going to be radioactive. This sounds like a bad idea. <laughs> Can I just point that out? It's my first experiment since the Morse code in ear experiment, so... Because I can imagine, like, if he was already accidentally radioactive, then it's like, well, I can't go near him because he's already radioactive. If he knows that he's about to be radioactive, <laughs> I would probably do what I could to avoid, avoid that, that. No, he has to take this medicine that makes him radioactive. What does that solve? His thyroid problem. Is there not a better medicine yet? Apparently not. So Radiation is what we've got. Does he have to avoid everyone? Yeah. So what does he do? Like, he stays home all week or something? No, he can, he can only come within a certain distance. What distance? I don't know the exact distance, which I feel I should probably brush up on. Probably. <laughs> Possibly like a metre or something. Oh, so you can still live in the same house. Yeah, you can be in the same house. Because radiation is scary in that he it's can... invisible and... Yeah, like, unless you've got a Geiger counter, you kind of don't know if you're about to be contaminated yeah exactly and so it's like if he touches something potentially that radiation can be passed oh no it's not that strong but radiation is something that you probably don't want to mess with (laughs) so even like the potential it's like well i know i'm about to be irradiated i'd probably like steer clear of him for a wide berth like i wouldn't i wouldn't want to live in the same house as someone if you're like well i'm gonna steer you're gonna have to steer clear of me even if they say give me a meter because I'm radioactive. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> See ya. Yeah. Get back to me when you're not. Yeah. So are you going to live with him? And Yeah. And I'll let you know the, the journey of the irradiated man. Yeah. If he grows like a third arm or something <laughs> like that. Which would be awesome. <laughs> uh, if he comes out with superpowers, then maybe I can say like, oh, give him a hug or something. See what happens. Yeah. Exactly. I might get one. Yeah. Like, for example, what's a sheepdog? What? Wrong. It's a dog that's been bitten by a radioactive sheep. I read that on the internet yesterday. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> no, I really did read it. It was really funny. A sheepdog. Yeah, okay. Spider-Man, sheepdog. Yeah, okay. yeah. Good luck to your dad, I guess. Thanks. <laughs> I'll pass that on. We'll see if we can get some logic about being re- irradiated. Today we did that thing where it looks really inexplicable from behind. No. You know that one thing? <laughs> when we have to switch seats in the car. So I was dropping him off somewhere, mm. but he wanted to drive. So at the lights, we had to quickly, like, both leap out and switch seats. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. Why did, why did you want to drive so badly? No, he wanted to drive. Oh, why did he want to drive so badly? I don't know. He doesn't like it when I drive. He didn't trust you? No, basically. So as we got closer to the destination, he's yeah. like, well, we'll just switch at the next lights and then you can drop me off. So why did... So he was in the driver's seat. I was in the passenger. Yeah, but why didn't you just switch at the destination? Oh, we were in, like, a real hurry. You like... needed a quick getaway. No, seriously. I was two minutes. I had... Max. Like, you would think that in that scenario he would let you drive. <laughs> yeah, I know, but no. That's how crazy he is about not... That's his logic. He would rather 
switch at the lights like crazy people. It was perfectly timed as well. Yeah. He ran around the front of the car. I went around the back. Did you pre-organize this? Or no, you it didn't just have happened. The, the awkward stumble at the front. You're like, oh, oh which get way out of the way. Yeah, no, nah, it was perfect. For some reason, I just knew run around the back, Vicky, and I just knew <laughs> around the front, Rodney. And so did uh, it was well choreographed. Did you make it in time to get in your seat and buckle up before the light turned green? Oh yeah, because and I, put the car in drive and take off the handbrake. It was beautiful. That's good because yeah, you can cool. imagine like. You get to your seat, okay, but then the cars behind you have to wait for you to put your seatbelt on yeah, and stuff. No, but it was you, seriously you like, it. lights went red, go, 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 like we were doing like yeah, hand nice. signals. Nice, and nice, that's Yeah, good. it was beautiful. It was a really beautiful thing. Well, congrats. Thank you. And then I dropped him <laughs> off, he leapt out, and then I sped off. <laughs> and that's how we rocked. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> So, uh... Oh, I have to tell you another Rodjick story. Yeah, go on. My dad, when he was about 20 or so... Mm-hmm. You know how he got arrested with Jeff Jones? I've told that story before. <laughs> I didn't even know who Jeff Jones is. Well, no, just that they had they got arrested because they were walking around in the middle of the night and they were like, what are your names? And they're like, Rod Smith and Jeff Jones. And they're like, you're coming in. What, because they sound fake? Because yes. <laughs> they're like Smith and Jones. I don't think so. What, is that a duo or something? No, just like Smith and Jones. And like, they're just like two with more popular names. Yeah, like the world's most common names. Like, I don't think so. Down to the station with you. I like that you say that he got arrested with Jeff Jones. Like, is a celebrity? Yeah, that's right. Um, like, the Jeff dad, Jones hour. Yeah, your dad knows <laughs> Jeff Jones. <laughs> no, just that I've told, I think that story's really good. But anyway. Well, time, wait, I, I don't know if I've heard this. So they weren't doing anything. They were just. No, they were wandering around in the middle of the night. Yeah. Because they were, I don't know, 20 year old guys. Uh, and they were just like coming back from something. I think, the yeah, well, I think they were actually coming back from work. Like, because my dad works on the railway. Mm. So he finished work at like two o'clock in the morning. And I think him and his friend Jeff were just walking home. And uh, they looked suspicious. Yeah, apparently. And then two guys, uh, two guys, two cops pulled them over and were like, you match the description for this crime that's just been committed. Oh, really? So there was an actual crime that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That they were being pulled. Because like, I was thinking, I can imagine cops questioning you if you were suspiciously walking around in the middle of the night, but not actually arresting you because like well, what have they got what have they done, done? Yeah, yeah no this was like two young guys who just committed a crime that sort of matched your description yeah right and so they were like what are your names and they were like Smith and Rod- Jones yeah exactly like, you answered that too quickly yeah. you prepared those names <laughs> it was like I'm Rod Smith and this is Jeff Jones but couldn't they just show ID or something I yeah I guess yeah. I guess if they matched the descriptions and they didn't know who the people were that committed the crimes anyway so this story wait do you know what crime it was I think it was a break-in. Mm. It was in, like, Marrickville or something where people were just breaking in all over the town. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, so, yeah, second story. Yeah, Dad got picked up again for committing a crime. This was a, definitely a break-in to an electronics store. Dad's, like, a crime spree. I know, he's a one-man crime spree. I know he's good with the with the car getaway switch. Yeah, I didn't realise... He goes front when I go back. I didn't realise he had such a sordid history between cage fightings and <laughs> arrests and now this uh, bank heist sort of where you guys are up to. Well, I think it's because when you work on the railway and you don't have a car, you're always wandering around in the middle of the night. Okay. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. Yeah, anyway, so this time he was walking home again from work at yeah. like two or three in the morning and the cops were like, Yo, you match the description for this break and come with us. Mm. But then they start driving him the way he was walking. Okay. And he's like... Thanks. <laughs> no, but like, why would he... He was like, this is ridiculous. Why would I be making a slow speed getaway towards the scene of the crime? <laughs> oh, they drove him back to the crime? 
Yeah, they were like, we're going to take you there and like question oh, you. I thought maybe back to the police station. No, no, no. The crime was the but way, either way you, you wouldn't want to be walking towards the police station either. Yeah, exactly. That's why he, he was like, I don't want to point out the flaw in your plan, but why am I making this slow speed walking getaway towards yeah. the place I just robbed without <laughs> any of the goods? <laughs> but yeah, we're on to you, Smith. That's exactly what you would want us to think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> My my keen sense of... Maybe that's a tip for criminals if you... Um, make a slow speed getaway towards the scene of the crime. Well, like, if you're... Just say he, you're walking away from the crime and then you hear the sirens turn around. <laughs> and they're like, why would I be going this way, officer? Um, and then they felt so bad they drove him home. Well, if they're already halfway there. <laughs> exactly. But apparently he got there and he's like, I'm going to be stitched up because the cops were just walking with all these electronics back to their cop van. Yeah, like right. from the front, like the front window was all smashed, mm. and they were just carrying like TVs and VCRs and stuff so out about through to the front. Plant them on him. Yeah, no, he was like these cops are doing the story. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they just want to find someone yeah, to blame. Pin the crime on. Yeah, it does seem it's like we need to seize all of these for uh, evidence. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like we need to seize all of these electronics that weren't stolen. <laughs> yeah, he might have left fingerprints on the shittier stuff that he didn't take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's like, oh crap, I've been stitched up, but no. <laughs> I asked him the other day when he was a single single man. No, single man. I can't even say that. What? Signal man. Oh, I thought, because I'm like, single man. You sounded like you said that. Uh, Quite no, Single man, phew. <laughs> My mistake. Saved it. <laughs> Put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. I'm a single man right now. <laughs> you can call me Ben Singleman, P.I. Switching seats like it's going out of fashion. <laughs> we do it at every light it's just to keep ourselves on our toes. No, I'm investigating those who switch seats. <laughs> I'm on I'm the opposite side of the law to you and your criminal father. <laughs> I asked him if he ever accidentally made the train go the wrong way. Because <laughs> you know how you change the points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you directed it down the wrong yeah. um, path. And this is a direct quote. Yes. <laughs> and then refused to say more. You didn't elaborate. <laughs> no. <laughs> you, say, you say accidentally. Was it, in fact, an accident, do you think? Or you're like, yeah, I accidentally did it. I have no idea. He just be, like started laughing really hard and then said yes and moved on. <laughs> I've got to go. Yeah. I've said too much. <laughs> Pretty much. It was hilarious, though. He was doing, like, the trying not to laugh, like, get your breath laugh. Like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Good times. Uh, no, what are you talking about? My dad used to pull so many pranks. Have I told you about the one where they recorded... This is like the Rodney hour. Yeah, sure. Have I told you about the one where they recorded... There was this really lazy guy in their office that... I don't know where to start the story! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there was, you used to be able to send parcels on the railway. So unaccompanied packages. So if I wanted to almost like post something to another station. Yeah, like you know how I live in St Kilda. Yeah. You could put it on an Eltham and say, can you just send this to Balaclava? And then Vicky will go get it at Balaclava Station. So there's some, than... there has to be someone to meet it at the other end? Or you can just no, pick it up from... I pick it up from the station. station. Yeah. So okay. basically they'll put it in the station house and I'll say, oh, have you received a package from Vicky Smith? So it's like having a PO box, but not quite. So they, what stopped that? Because they were afraid people were going to put like dangerous goods on there or the postal service was just easier. I honestly have no idea. I'll have to ask him. There was this guy in the parcel office that was really lazy. You meant to stand up and those days like you had to like look like you were sort of working even when you weren't yeah but there's this guy who would sit around and like ignore customers and stuff so they mailed a package to him that had a tape recorder that would periodically say get to work <laughs> and the guy's name that's can awesome. you imagine <laughs> and then watched it on the security camera <laughs> that's pretty brilliant i thought it was awesome 
I wonder how long, like, because... I think it was George. It was like, get to work, George! And Like, like you every just, three you or so minutes or something. See him freak out. Yeah. I, I would imagine, like, that would, there would be a limited time frame on which that would work, because in those days I would have thought they would have to use a cassette tape. Yeah, I think so. And they're only, like... They're, like, 90 minutes long. But isn't that, like, double-sided? I think it just keeps going, though, if you leave it on. Oh, yeah, some ones, I guess, automatically flip sides for you. Yeah. So you could just record it on, like, both sides. There's a lot of preparation involved in that prank. But it's a good prank. Yeah, it's a I solid it. prank. That's what I liked about it. Like, it does take prep, but, but the that, payoff is high. That makes it funnier. Well, because they would have also had to mail that package from another station. But you could have, they could have just mailed it from the one station earlier yeah, or something. The more effort that goes into making a prank the better the payoff is, I think. I think so too. If you get a good payoff for a lot of effort, it's yeah. like, yes, like we worked so hard on this. Yeah, did I tell a story where um, we like wrote a ransom note for me and Alex and stuff about... No? Okay, no. so we were at a friend's house just down the street from my house and it was a sleepover kind of thing. But we were all not tired. It was me, Alex, and uh, his girlfriend, Nikki. We were just staying at a friend's house and... They all went to sleep and were like, well, we're not tired. Let's uh, just walk to Ben's house and watch a movie or something like that. Oh, okay. We're like, well, we don't want to wake them up to tell them that we've been, uh, we're just going to leave. Yeah. So why don't we write a note? And we're like, oh, well, we could just write a note. Or we could write like a ransom kidnapping <laughs> note saying that like, we've been kidnapped. And we found this like A2 size piece of paper, like pretty much as big as you can imagine. That was the only thing that we could find. We're like, all right, we'll fill it up. We'll write a note as big as this piece of paper calls for. And so we wrote this amazing story of like our demands and why we've been kidnapped. That's and awesome. We came up with like, for whatever reason at the time, Nikki was having the nickname Cheese Girl. Oh uh, yeah, I do remember that. And... We were looking through the fridge, and so we came up with, like, food-related nicknames for the rest of us. <laughs> and I was Baba Ganoush. Baba Ganoush. Because, partly because I didn't like Baba Ganoush. <laughs> it was an ironic nickname. I remember you being Baba Ganoush. It was in my year 12, year 12, whatever, yearbook or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember what Alex's was. It was something boy. And so, yeah, we were like, we've kidnapped Cheese Girl and Baba Ganoush. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then we were like went back to my house and were like, oh, I can't wait for it the next day, the payoff, oh, and they no finally payoff. wake up and see it. And yeah, they we didn't even get a text message or a call or anything. There was no sighting that they even saw the note. Oh, really? Well, I have to assume they read it. You, you can't just see a massive note like that and be like, eh, <laughs> whatever. Wow. But yeah, we were so disappointed <laughs> that we spent 40 minutes writing this long-ass <laughs> letter about why we were kidnapped and we didn't get any payoff. See, that's sad. Yeah, we needed the security You do need both payoff and planning yeah so if you can get that in balance then that's the ultimate in pranks i think i'm not saying it was like the best prank ever but no. it's just so disappointing that we didn't get any recognition see at all. i feel like the video the tape recorder prank is high up there for best prank ever well it's because you can also like witness it and not just hear about it later on yeah true but it's so simple and so brilliant that, that's true and its simplicity also helps yes hmm. so many things going into a good prank <laughs> have we got any other Rodgick stories to I tell us? I don't think us? I have any new Rodney stories this week, no. Shall we move in on to some of our segments? So you can all pray for my radioactive father. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to some of our actual segments? Shall thoughts? we? Shall we? Yes. It's been a while since we actually did any segments. <laughs> At all. Yeah. And so uh, Vicky came prepared. Did you? I did. Oh. And... Like, I went to research some uh, 
Craig segments and What's My Stories last night and discovered that I actually already had some that we never used. Oh, really? <laughs> because it's been so long since I found these and we've just had long episodes where we didn't need them, basically, that I've forgotten the What's My Stories. So oh, almost awesome. like so you know. Yeah, it's fresh for me as well, basically. So, uh, but we'll, we'll do some Ranger Vicky first. Awesome. Do, 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 do. Ranger Vicky! Spiny venomous new sea snake discovered. Something special! Is <laughs> <laughs> the um, end of the headline. A new species of venomous sea snake mysteriously coated head to tails in spiny scales has been discovered in the treacherous seas off northern Australia, a new study says. Finally. I know! I couldn't know Australia could get more dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Let's add. Uh, spines to our already venomous animals. That's pretty much exactly what's happened. They're like, no other known sea snake has this curious feature. Normally snakes have smooth scales, but each of the newly named Hydrophis Donaldi scales, it sounds like a European soccer player. We're already out of every good name. Any short name for a new species has been taken, so it's like, <laughs> we're going to Hydrophis, blah, blah, blah. Why did we waste it on that clown? <laughs> it's not even real. They were just trying to name it by what dot-coms were free. <laughs> yeah, ha- but apparently each of the newly named um, blah, blah, blah scales has a shiny, uh, sorry, a spiny projection. They're probably shiny spines as well. Probably shiny spines. And they cruise. I love the way that this is written. Mm. Scientists were cruising. <laughs> Shall we see grass beds in the Gulf of Carpentaria? It's like they're trying to pick up chicks or something. I know. They see me rolling. You know where uh, where's an untapped market for babes? Gulf of Carpentaria. <laughs> in the shallows. We're going to cruise for some hot mermaid action. <laughs> I don't believe that this is what this scientist thought. The minute the first one landed on the deck, I knew we had something special. As if, as if that's what you thought when a sea snake yeah. with spines was thrashing around on the deck. You're going to be like, kill it, kill it with fire. <laughs> exactly. So the first one, so there's like multiple of these things that have been discovered. Pretty much. It's kind of scary that there is things out there like this that we still haven't found. You don't want to be the first one to find them. I don't know, it's kind of cool to discover something. It's just that it's amazing that, you know, you figure we've been on this planet, we've kind of been everywhere, yeah. but yet there's still shit out there like this that's and like... still high, highly dangerous crap. It's not yeah. like we found the new species of cuttlefish. Or no, something. and it's like, a snake is like... Decent. A snake, a venomous snake with spines! <laughs> yeah, it's also definitely sized. It's not like, oh yeah, I found a new type of fly or something, or something where like they all kind of look the same and it's kind of underwhelming when yeah they make a discovery in those regards but like a snake is like a pretty impressive animal to d- yeah and with. like there's a picture on the article it's not small it's not that spiny spiny enough <laughs> <laughs> let's not insult it <laughs> i don't know like i didn't see the picture i, was I don't kind know of i imagining... live near the beach i don't want to i was kind of hoping for some kind of so you're thinking more spiky yeah i wanted some kind of because uh, these are the spines close like up thing. so i think they're gonna do a bit of this guy like they're a bit but that's more like hooky yeah. mm. see like little hooks oh uh, yeah that's it like Less, thorns like a half a centimeter echidna spike basically or i would say more like a rose thorn yeah thorn like... yeah okay yeah, so these scientists were cruising around, found them. You wouldn't want to pick it up, I guess. No, well, would you anyway? Well, I thought um, sea snakes weren't supposed to be venomous anyway, but apparently this one is as well. <laughs> I love this. This cruising biologist has quite a sense of humour towards the end of the article. So they're basically they're saying that they're you know really rare and they live in habitats where fishes don't go because it's in the shallows and stuff. Mm. So only children play there. Oh, <laughs> Fortunately, fishermen don't go there. Yeah, yeah, that would be madness. 
We'll send our young. <laughs> We're not as attached to them. <laughs> yeah, and they're not very good at cutting fruit, so they're not going to be a lost society. Yeah, they they haven't experienced life what, like we do. They don't know what they're missing out on. Yeah, that's right. We wouldn't know yeah. the difference between life and death. Anyway, so he's saying that basically they're highly venomous and really dangerous to humans, which makes them difficult to find and study. Well, I guess you could find it, but it's like, all right. I'm staying away now. Yeah, that's right. Kill it, kill it with fire. It's like um, if uh, it's been taking radioactive pills or something. That's the only <laughs> way you could make it more dangerous. <laughs> if this snake were my father. Yeah. <laughs> it would be more dangerous. Anyway, so it says here, furthermore, its venom is just one obstacle to unraveling the new species mysteries uh, the University of Queensland's Fry noted. That's his last name, not a fry. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. Like when you say uh, fry, it does conjure up images of Futurama's fry. <laughs> yeah, I know. So Maybe like, that's why they had to say he was University of Queensland. Yeah, that's, that's like we just went to uh, fry for comment. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if. <laughs> <laughs> not sure if spiny or delicious. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not sure whether to kill it with fire or, or with. Love. <laughs> We're totally the worst at making fry-based memes. We really are. We're not funny at all. This is ridiculous. We got the not sure bit down, though. Yeah, we are good at the start. Anyway, field observations are impossible because the water is very murky and filled with very large bull sharks, saltwater crocodile, and saltwater crocodiles, in addition to highly poisonous box jellyfish. What, that's its surroundings? Yeah, that's who it lives with. Well, that's why we've never discovered <laughs> that's it. That's what I was saying. It lives it in became... <laughs> the death zone. That's exactly what I said. I was like, so it's sort of becoming a bit more apparent why we've never heard of them before. <laughs> because the bull sharks, the saltwater crocodiles, and the poisonous box jellyfish have been keeping us back. Well, that's why it has to develop venom and spines, because it lives in, <laughs> like, the most dangerous place on the planet. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. My venom won't be enough. I also need spines. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder it's so dangerous. I wonder what it eats. It probably, like, eats the sharks. <laughs> that's its it natural... It probably just eats poison. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it... <laughs> it lives on poisonous gas or something at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> probably. Sorry. <laughs> probably. It eats poisonous nightshade, seaweed aversion. <laughs> anyway. So this is where they're going cruising, apparently. Scientists are cruising in this area. Well, because there's nowhere left to cruise. <laughs> I know. The sea is taken. If we tried to die there... Die there. <laughs> it's pretty likely that you would succeed if you tried yeah. to die there. If you tried to die there, things would go well. If we tried to dive there, our life expectancy would be measured in minutes. The only question, the only question is which animal would kill us? Yeah, exactly. You place bets on what's going to kill I you know. first. You wouldn't even bother placing bets. Yeah, you give up once you see the first one of these spiny things and then the box jellyfishes and it's like, well, have at me, boys. <laughs> I find you saying that a lot lately. It's another usually, of catchphrases. Usually it's uh, dangerous in different ways. End quote. My, oh no, the final quote, sorry, not end quote. My money is on the bull sharks. See, I, <laughs> I have bet on this. I would say box jellyfish. I would have said box jellyfish. Because that's like, you can't even really fight back. You accidentally get stung and, and then it's it. like, you're dead, basically. I, I, so you think you could fight a shark? I, is that what you're I, would, I would say that if it was between like a tank full of box jellyfish and a shark, I'd have a better chance of survival against a shark. 
Yeah, because you can, can like fight, you can fight and back stuff. and shit. Like a box jellyfish, you just kind of have to avoid. And like, if there's a current, and they're hard to avoid. They're gonna like float into you and kill you. <laughs> so it's really annoying about box jellyfish because I don't think they even intend to kill you no, all of the a, time. They just float into and, you. Like, it's not gonna be able to even digest me. No, like it a, doesn't a, want a, you. A shark, it could be like, well, at least this is. I'm, it's the circle of life yeah. you could seeing as you went in. The box jellyfish is like, yep, killed another sorry, one. Sorry, I just floated. <laughs> yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> My mistake. Maybe box jellyfish are actually really friendly. They just, it's um, the hedgehog's dilemma. They just can't get close to anyone. Yeah, they're like, come and be my friend. Whoa, uh, current. It's um, Aww. it's like a... Maybe know. this snake was created to be the friend of the box jellyfish. Yeah, because it's got the armor on or something. Yeah, but this person made it even scarier. I wonder if the scales are in any way able to distribute the snake's toxins. Isn't this snake scary (laughs) enough? That's what what, what someone's hypothesizing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, you you don't want to find out. (laughs) Like, yes, yes, they can. And this person has suggested, can we send a robot into the killing and murky sea? I hope that's what we named it. The Killing and Murky. <laughs> it's like when you see um, ye oldie pirate maps. Yeah. And it's like over here is the tropical islands and over here is the the port of no tomorrow. Yeah. And it's like, well, I know where I'm I going. Know, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's made things very easy. Yeah. Like, oh, let's avoid that port. Let's avoid the Killing and Murky area <laughs> yeah, of exactly. the map, please. <sighs> Should we do a What's My Story? Yeah. Or do you want to do a Craig's segment first? Let's do Craig's segment. Craig. Segment. Look at this crazy fish. I can't. Well, you can on the website. I'll put a photo of it. Oh, okay. Look at this motherfucking fish. Just look. (laughs) Okay. His name is Captain Morgan. Yes, he has a popular alcoholic beverage named after him. Yeah. This guy attracts attention. Which is weird because there's a picture of a pirate on the bottle. Maybe uh, behind that pirate is it's a goldfish. A very small fish. Yeah, he's just, he's just blocking the view from most of the time. <laughs> this guy attracts attention, especially from the ladies. Maybe that's... Uh, he sounds like one of these cruising yeah, scientists. Yeah, the scientists have been cruising Captain Morgan, the goldfish. He's super old, just kind of sits at the bottom of his tank and only swims around when you tap on the aquarium to give him dinner. <laughs> and of course, once you tap, he swims right to the surface, cuter than a freaking beagle eating a cupcake. I don't know. You slid it through. Like I said. My mistake. Why would you say that if it wasn't true? Yeah. Like I said, super old. In fact, his age is unknown. <laughs> he might not be super old then. <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, he's really young. I'm assuming this guy's had him for several years, but maybe he came into his possession. He was... Already you know, super old. Yeah, like this guy was... I would be selling this fish as invincible. It sounds like he's the on his way out, fish. to be honest. If he's just <laughs> hovering at the bottom of his tank. If he could talk, he would say things like, Back in Nam, get off my grass, and where's my prune juice? <laughs> oh, and he has this unnatural looking growth on his side, but it's cool, really. <laughs> he can be adopted for free. <laughs> Comes with his 20-gallon aquarium, flakes and all his rocks and shit. I will deliver. So if uh, you want a super old fish with that's a growth... That's pretty cool to get a free aquarium. Yeah, to be honest, I think that's probably the selling point of the article. Yeah. If you were uh, trying to get a free aquarium, you're like, well, I guess I have to put up with an old fish for a little bit. <laughs> Maybe that's what they're trying to say. Like, he'll die soon. Yeah. Take the free aquarium. They're really going to uh, sell people on it. But yeah, uh, Spokane, if you're uh, in Spokane and want a free fish. Oh, is it in Spokane? Where's Spokane? States? Yeah, it's in America. Um, it is in, I want to say New Jersey. I wanted to say Florida. 
Well, there's no way <laughs> there's of finding out. There's a lot of things out. wanting to be said. Yeah. And nothing accurate being said. Sure. Well, that was Craig's segment for this week. Time for What's My Story? Yeah. What's my, what's my story? Ideas, 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 ideas. ideas, ideas, ideas. <laughs> I forgot that was our, um... That was our jingle? Yeah. It makes... Perfect sense. I don't think we did. We do that over Skype because we are so out of time. You did that uh, not to the song. Oh, really? And then I got the song, and the chorus didn't match what you sung at all. <laughs> and so I'm like, I don't think she knows how this song goes. I don't apparently. Yeah. Um, and the ideas, ideas thing is a homage. To yeah, we've explained it on a couple Shani. of occasions. Have we? Yeah. I didn't know that. Anyway, so mine is the headline. Virgin birth record broken by Hotel Shark. Awesome. <laughs> I, Do I need to read that again? I can only... Virgin sh- birth record broken by Hotel Shark. Well, I can only assume that this is a shark from the uh, the dangerous murky waters. <laughs> the killer waters or whatever it's called. That uh, it's much like the Virgin Mary had a, had a, oh. uh, had a son without having sex. Isn't that, I thought that's how all sharks had babies, though. What, they're, like, asexual or something? I thought the shark laid an egg and then another shark came across and fertilised it. Well, I, I know uh, some sharks lay eggs. Ah, uh, but some have live birth, Yeah, I think it ranges from different types of shark. Well, that's actually not far off. Apparently this shark... But, well, I was going to say, set uh, the record for the most... Virgin births. Yeah, the most virgin births, like... Well, isn't we it have currently like 10, set at one? We have, like, ten Jesus sharks roaming around. Jesus sharks, yeah. ooh. Am I um, close? Yeah, not far off. It's actually that. This shark, I don't exactly know how it's done, but it lives by itself in this shark aquarium, aquarium in a hotel. And I think they must be taking its eggs away, fertilising them and taking it back. So I think it's sort of an IVF shark okay. um, who's yeah had the most amount of IVF shark babies. How many has that had? Good question. You're not going to Something you article? can research later. I don't have it anymore. You just, you just got a headline and vaguely <laughs> remember the story. I read it last night, so I was like, I'm not likely to forget overnight. Okay. Yeah. So uh, if if you want to find out the exact nombres on how many, <laughs> how many virgin births this shark has had, I'll put a link to it from the uh, show notes. Awesome. And what's yours? So I've got a, a sentence from the middle of the article, and you have to tell me what the story is about, because okay. I, I believe... The, story, the headline will give it away. But, again, I've forgotten what this story is. So oh, awesome. I'll kind of be able to guess along with you. When Sydney man Brenton Gurney, 38, began suffering from a series of headaches, he went for a brain scan, which revealed nothing wrong. <laughs> so, that's good news. Yeah. I don't know. The life of Brendan Gurney? Is that the headline? <laughs> It would be kind of a uh, benign incident. A pointless article, I would suggest, if that was the case. I vaguely remember what this is about. I obviously have no idea. I think I've got. I've highlighted. I thought you were going to say the brain scans revealed nothing. I was like, brainless man lives to thirty-eight. But apparently, no. There was a brain in there. I've highlighted another paragraph. Okay. Justine Gatt, who had been studying twins at Sydney's Westmead Millennium Institute, said (gasps) it showed there's a lot more to know. Ah, is there like? His dead twin inside him. I hope so. <laughs> because I've heard of that happening. Like, people have got, like, their dead twin. Absorbed like, twins or yeah. something, yeah. And you don't find out until you're in your 30s, and then you get, like, a pain in the side of your stomach, and you find out it's your unborn brother. Oh, that's so creepy. 
Yeah, uh, is right, it? Here's the headline. Sixth Sense, man's headache led to reveal a tumour in the base of his identical twin brother's skull. Whoa. How cool is that? That's really cool. As medical experts are describing it as an extraordinary example of Sixth Sense, an identical twin's headaches, which led to his brother having a life-saving brain tumour operation. So this first guy had uh, a scan, and again, it said there was nothing wrong. And then he suggested his identical twin should go for a checkup, and they found a 1.6-inch brain tumour at the base of his skull, and that he had a... 10-hour operation and the tuna is now being removed. That's Whoa, right. The tuna. <laughs> the tuna was also removed. <laughs> Revealed a 10-inch tuna. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy. It could have just been the guy spotted that his brother had like a growth. And he's like, oh, I have the pain. <laughs> yeah. Why don't, why don't you uh, come with me and have a scan? Why did he get his brother to have a scan at all? It says it's not the first time that one of the twin brothers had felt the symptom of the other. On one occasion, it was Craig who detected his brother had a life-threatening mystery rash. <laughs> That's disgusting. They, Where? They probably both just, like, hooked up with some Same slutty girl. woman. Yeah, and was like, oh, I'm detecting you've got a mystery rash. It's like, how did you know? Just a hunch, bro. <laughs> well, wait, it says, another coincidence. Both men married a woman named Nicole. I think we're delving into this uh, story. It's, is it the same? I kind of guess that's not out of the question. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. All that twin stuff is, like, freaky, but I tend to not believe it. It seems like it could have been a coincidence that just... Well, it seems like it... I don't know. Why didn't he get his own headaches? <laughs> yeah, you'd think eventually he would start having headaches as well and yeah. go get a scan, but it's... Cool story. At least. It's a very cool story. Right, Have you got go for my next one? Yeah. Is your brain sleeping while you're awake? Almost certainly. <laughs> Question mark. There's not a statement. A lot of times when I don't wake up until like several hours after I've already been, like physically. I hear got up. that. I hear that. Yeah. Definitely. So like, I can go through the motions for like the first six hours of my day. I would say pre one o'clock. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, then maybe I'll have, like, lunch or, like, get some sugar in me or whatever. And yeah. then I'm like, hey, I'm awake. And then that lasts for, like, two, two hours. hours. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to go home now. <laughs> I've got a good two-hour patch. I think between, I don't know, yeah, when's my best time of the day? Maybe one till two and then there's a two till four crash. Yeah. One till two is yeah. prime. Prime real estate for the day. Time. Yep. I feel as well. Maybe midday to two even. I might get a good two hours. I think it depends. Like, I think lunch definitely helps. Lunch helps, but also looking forward to lunch. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anticipating lunch. But if, if I'm trying to get Vicky to get some work done, for example. I can't until I've eaten. Yeah, the anticipating lunch thing doesn't really help. No. <laughs> it's like you're awake, but you're still distracted. Yeah, that's true. No, anticipating lunch doesn't help you do work, but it helps my mood. Okay. But yes, you can't. I have to eat every time I come to do the podcast. Yeah, I've noticed that. Was that the headline? Yeah. Is your brain sleeping while you're awake? Oh, uh, okay. So, uh... Well, it wasn't just a question? Yeah, yes. Did you think that... <laughs> I, I, no, I forgot how we got sidetracked. Uh, uh, yes, and... What's the story I'm about? hoping that the story is backing up what we just said. Pretty much, yes. The story is saying that there's occasions where if you're severely sleep-deprived, you might seem awake, but parts of your brain that are to do with higher-order processing and alertness are basically... Showing the same patterns as someone who's asleep. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Because I think... That's good, because it's science. Well, I have... <laughs> science... You, well done, you. This week, you get my thumbs up. <laughs> but I'm watching you. 
<laughs> not, I know. You're not off the chain, yes, yet. You've fooled me before. Um, it's one of those things where I feel like I have to get up pretty early for work because I got. It such... is a study of rats, to be fair. Well, so they're not. I've always said that me and Reapy Cheap have a lot in common. Reapy Cheap comes up so often. It's happened twice. Come on. Oh yeah, true. We just named one of our episodes after it. True. That's my go-to rat. I was trying to think <laughs> of like. I think Algernon. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I was, Flowers for Algernon. I was gonna go with Ratatouille, but I didn't know if that was the name of the rat or just the movie. I think it's also the name of the rat. It does make sense. I have to get up really early for work, and then by the time I get home, there's not much time, like in terms of downtime, because I got like a long commute. So I've got work, which takes up a long chunk of my day, and I've got travel time before and after work. And so I want, I want to try and make as much use out of the time after work as I can, but that means I'm staying up later. Later, than I, I have the same thing. Oh, I know exactly what you mean. It's like, but this is my, this is me time. Yeah. This is the only me time I get. So by the time that I do get to sleep, I'm not getting enough sleep as I probably should. And yeah. So then I have to wake up early and then sleep through like the first couple of hours of the day. And if this rat study is to be believed, <laughs> I, I'm pretty much asleep for those first couple of hours. What I love is this quote. What's more, you don't need to feel sleepy to screw up. Isn't that for sure? <laughs> well, that is true. So that's good. At least I can screw up even after I do eventually wake up. <laughs> you don't even need to feel sleepy to screw up. Yes. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> so uh, is that basically the story? Yeah, it just basically says that you're poor at decision making and stuff like that if you're not getting enough sleep because parts of you are not offline to the point that it looks like you're asleep neurologically. Makes sense. And our third, what's my story? Fish as good as college students in numbers test. In nombres test, please. <laughs> yes. No, it happened in America, so... Ah, uh, damn. Were they testing their swimming capacity in terms of the numbers of laps they could do? <laughs> That'd be really, like, enduring college student. Yeah, I, I, I as guess... as much as a fish. Yeah, if, 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 if uh, the one thing that fishes do, basically, <laughs> is In fact, swim. they can't stop or they <laughs> die. So I don't know what kind of superhuman college you're well, thinking of. That's why it uh, warrants an article. True. Would you like to elaborate, or that's your full guess? No, I'm, I'm going to guess that we've got some kind of aquamen at this college in America. Um, according to a new study, college students showed roughly the same numerical skills as small mosquito fish when presented with a laboratory test. What? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Meaning that the fish are as good as, as college students at numbers. But, but is that like, are these genius fish or dumbass students? I'm not sure. Probably both. <laughs> they can um, tell a different... These fish can count to 100 but have difficulties with ratios, apparently. How do they, how do they get them to count? Uh, it's a really long story. Just read the article. Well, just give me the test that they put them through. They, put them, they make them go through doors with different amounts of numbers on them. How do the, how do the fish know? I don't know. Just read it. <laughs> just read it. Well, that's the wealth of information coming to you from insane rambling. So, yeah, basically, they have the same... Um, it says, according to Grillo and colleagues, the results add to evidence that humans, fish, and other vertebrates share the same abilities for processing numbers as a distant but common ancestor. So they're, they're able to process numbers the same as college students can. So basically what they did is they trained fish to associate a door bearing a certain number of geometric shapes with the path to joining a larger group. So oh, basically, okay. like, you have to go through the eight to get to your mates and they could always find the right door. That's pretty cool to see. Like, Up to 100. It, it does sound like 
this is a very specific task. It's yeah. like, you know how they get those rats to go through a maze to find the cheese at the end? Yeah. And then once they've run the maze, then they can usually do it quicker the second time round or whatever. If you got a person to do that, that would be probably a similar result. Like, Well, it's not like you can do really well any better. I yeah. Guess. yeah. It's not as if they're like both doing like long division or something. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like if you got a person to crunch numbers and then there's fish to crunch numbers, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure the person's going to win. This is like <laughs> just a weird uh, scenario where the person is probably not got much of Well, it's a low ceiling. Isn't yeah. It? You can't get much better at it. Yeah. But, uh... But it's a flashy headline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's kind of nonsensical. It seems like we spent a lot of effort to really... I don't know what this uh, what this means for the world now that we know that these fish can do that. Well, I think that it basically means there must be some sort of common ancestor In, along the track. That between fish and people? Basically, yeah. Hmm. Sounds like... Uh, and also, I read on the same website about evolution as well that they found some strolling fish. <laughs> Did you just breathe out? I was just trying to like process what <laughs> what a stroll uh, you know looks What's like. What's the difference in a fish? between a walk and a stroll? Because I did that the insanimation with the Mission Impossible. And yeah, I, I had a fish like reenacting the scene from Memento where he's looking in the mirror. Yeah, and he's standing on his hind <laughs> fins. fins. And that's kind of what I'm picturing. It's sort of like, it's not even a walking fish. It's sort of, it's like, what is this fish doing? It's like, like a casual. Yeah, casual stroll. But how can you tell the difference? A nosy fish. Between a stroll and regular swimming in terms of fish. Oh no, I think it has legs. Is that a fish then? Yeah, you know, like Mexican walking fish. Like the, is it a fish though? Yeah, well it says fish in the name. Well, it's also called an axolotl. There's no fish in that name. <laughs> Whoa, why are you? walking fish expert. I know apparently all about... I can't believe you just pulled that out. You don't know about axolotls? <laughs> Whoa! It's also called axolotl. Okay. Alright, sure. <laughs> Relax, bro. That's, um... I'm fine about it. That can be the other enemy of, uh, nombres. Axolotl. Of, of, um, <laughs> uh, Mexican nombres. Strolling fish. Yeah, is axolotl the strolling fish? <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's my three what's my story. Awesome. All right, so uh, I think that's the show for another week. Um, you can rate and review us on iTunes. They can. You should. And uh, give us five stars. Subscribe to it on iTunes so every time that we put out a new episode, it's automatically downloaded to your computer. You can also like our Facebook chat. <laughs> A Facebook chain, <laughs> which will mean that you can never leave the computer and must always listen to this podcast. <laughs> On repeat, because we don't even have that much like content to no, last really. too long. Um, or for a more safer option, <laughs> perhaps just like the Facebook page. That's probably um, a better idea. I would say so. Facebook.com slash Insane Ramblings. And uh, send us an email, ben at insaneramblings.net. Vicky at insaneramblings.net. Or podcast at insaneramblings.net. Wait for it. Net. net. <laughs> Nothing but net. Ooh, that should have been our slogan from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Just so people are like, always going to insaneramblings.com. Like, no, no, no. That's Nothing how you remember it. Nothing but net. Anything else to add? No. Away. Away sea boat. Oh, yes. Sea boat.
I uh, forgot to tell you I had a podcast related dream. Did you? So everyone can tune out now because apparently dreams are boring. Yeah, no, they are. And <laughs> no one should ever share them. Yes, go on. Yeah, it was interesting. I don't think I've ever had a podcast related dream before, but we were recording a podcast in our front yard. Oh, wow, cool. Um, you should do that in summer. We were. Why, though? Like, <laughs> I, don't... I think I tried to trick you into doing an outside podcast once before and you wouldn't. We, we've got one that we recorded at your house where the uh, the microphone picked up all the, the scenery from the stuff. outside window, which was nearby. So it's almost like we have that effect already. And there was one time it was really nice weather and we compromised on leaving the um, veranda door open. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we were recording it in the front yard for some reason near the garage. Probably one of the least practical places yeah. I would assume. It's on the gravel and sort of in a dinky little dark corner. Yeah. A rival podcast was also recording <gasps> in our front yard. Mr. McPubes. It was not, um. but I would not put it past him. <laughs> and it was a whole bunch of people from high school. No way. That's and jerks. It was like mostly comprised of people that I had this conversation with a friend the other day about people that you've practically forgotten about from uh, high school. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, and that you're like, oh, yeah, they existed. Like, I have a friend who doesn't remember who Rowan is. Like, like who? who? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, because I just remembered all these people, they, like, made their way into my dream as rivals to Whoa. me. And it was about, like, seven or eight of them all sitting around this weird recording device that... Well, this, fails. this show's going to fail. Seven hosts. But Come on. That's what annoyed me is because I overheard them doing that show <gasps> and they were reading out all this fan mail that they were getting. <laughs> And it, they were like, I was jealous because they were getting letters addressed to each individual member of their like huge group. Oh. And so I was like, well, of course we've got another message for such and such. And I'm like, who remembers you? Why are your fans <laughs> remembering you? And so uh, we were, I was like overhearing. So I was just about to hit record. And it was one of those scenarios where I was recording with you, but then all of a sudden, uh, you were in this rival podcast. You were sitting around this rival yes, podcast. Yes, I jumped ship to yeah. the most successful podcast. And I was recording with Eddie instead. And so I left him by the garage to do his own thing. And he was like... See, you jumped ship on our podcast. Well, I was trying to convince them to do a cross-promotional thing. So it's like maybe I could, at the start of their show, advertise Insane Ramblings. Oh, that's nice, and thank you. then, because they've apparently got this really dedicated listenership. Whereas who, I was like, see ya. Who, yeah, yeah. Was, uh, who apparently got this really dedicated listenership who sends them personal emails <laughs> and everything. And I'm like, I want to get in on this. And so I was like, oh, I'll talk about Insane Ramblings and then you can come on our show at the beginning of ours and talk about whatever your podcast is. And they seemed to be into it. And Eddie was playing like around on a Casio keyboard near the <laughs> garage. <laughs> and I'm like... Oh. Well, that's a bit weird, but he's kind of far enough away that it won't really get picked up on mic. Yeah. So I'll just let him do his thing. He seems to be entertaining himself. And so I joined this big group of all these misfits that I've forgotten about from school. And we start doing an introduction. And the guy who's introducing the show, he like stumbles over his intro. Oh. And instead of... Uh, we should never have him to us last episode. I know. <laughs> but, um, but like, because it's, you know, the opening minutes of the show, I'm like, oh, that was terrible. Let's just cut it and do it again. <laughs> and he'd obviously never experienced that before. <gasps> they obviously just keep going and don't edit out their mistakes and have a bit of a fumble around. And we, with our professionalism <laughs> and editing knowledge, would never let that stand. And so I'm like, 
now nah, I can't do it, just start over. And he was like shocked. And so first of all, they have to work out how to stop the show and start again. And meanwhile, Eddie's like getting progressively louder <laughs> on his Casio keyboard in the background. He fumbles over like the same intro again. Like uh-huh. he stuffs up the exact same bit and he stuffs up like enough times. If it was just like one slip of a name or something that he got wrong, then, it, you know, we'd probably pro- push through. But he uh, made so many mistakes in the first five seconds. I'm like, well, let's just start <laughs> over. And he's like obviously getting more and more flustered. And Eddie's, like, getting really, really <laughs> loud with this Casio keyboard. I'm like, shut the fuck up, Eddie. <laughs> Why, where did you get this keyboard for a start? First of all, like, can you just play out a little software trying to record a radio show here? And so I got him to finally shut it off and we uh, so funny. recorded our intro for the uh, rival podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that was about as far as it was. It got to the point where I was kind of aware of that the dream. And so you kind of can sometimes change little things in the dream or like guide them. But then after a point, you're just awake and like, imagining sorry. things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's yeah, kind of where it stopped. I kind of became too awake after, <laughs> after we started the other show for the third time. <laughs> Did you have a dream that you were on the show? No, never. You, I thought you said you had one last night. No, I had a nightmare is what I said. Oh, did you have a nightmare that you were on the show? No. Oh, okay. And nothing Oh, do, that I want to share. I thought you said that you had about the show oh no not about the it it seemed like an unusual dream scenario no it wasn't that last night was just i had a nightmare about this scary disembodied voice Mm. but it would just repeat back the last two words that i said (laughs) for some reason it was really frightening so what what were some of the words do you remember nothing important like stop it you're really frightening me frightening me (laughs) (laughs) stuff like like that a low, like whispery echo. Speaky, yeah, whispery voice. <laughs> like, stop it. I, I don't like it when you do that. Do that. Do that. Yeah, that's <laughs> kind of creepy. It's really creepy. So that was my nightmare last night. I can't believe you're reading porn, Kirsty. It is so pornographic. Have you read it? I don't need to read porn. I have an imagination. <laughs> I'm pining after two boys, as if I need to read a book. It's really good. I mean... I have to put it down like every 20 minutes and Ew. take a break. Right, because it's too full on. Yeah. How far into it are you? Masturbation break? Excuse me! <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. I have to put it down every 20 minutes and take a break. I just need a breather. Far out. That <laughs> <laughs> was a good one. Come on. Um, we all had a chuckle. I'm We're like three quarters of the way through. <laughs> Oh my gosh, the funniest thing happened the other day. Get on. Um, <laughs> I was singing Rocket Man in the car, mm-hmm. and I was giving quite the performance. And then um, I was like, that motorbike is really loud. He should get that tuned. So I like look, there's like a really loud motorbike next to me. Yeah. Um, and I realised the window was open, and the guy was laughing his ass off. Uh, <laughs> I did a similar thing once. When um, the radio in my car was broken. Yeah. And I was coming home from hanging out with Stephen Gillian. <laughs> and my radio was busted and I was singing along to myself. And they flew up beside me. Oh, yeah. And Gillian's like, isn't your radio broken? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so embarrassing. How did you know you were singing? I don't know. Like, I didn't think I was being obvious about it. <laughs> Apparently I must have been. We like, certainly I sing. <laughs> I must have been doing like the head pop or something. Because, like, I don't know, maybe you thought I was just. Maybe I was just like on hands free or something. Why did you do that song? 
Because that seems like a song that you would bop your head to. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> that was so funny. That's one of the funniest things you've ever done. <laughs> you should have just said, yeah, it is. I'm on hands free. I wasn't thinking. Right. It was a split second while we were stopped in the traffic lights. I didn't have time to perfectly craft an excuse. <laughs> you already yeah, just yeah. Smash my <laughs> I would have been alright if I hadn't have told them the. Uh, just singing away in the car. Yeah, <laughs> to my told them my you know, tales of broken radios, which I'm sure weren't even that exciting. <laughs> so it's like, why'd I have to bring that up? I foiled myself. <laughs> I need more interesting things to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> to save myself from embarrassment. How was the movie last night? Yeah, it was pretty good. What movie? Snow White and the Hunting. What? Snow White and the Hunter. Oh, uh, yeah, I want to see it. Maybe I'll ask this guy to it. Maybe. I won't. <laughs> I was thinking Huntsman, not Huntsman. Oh, the spider. Yeah. <laughs> it's true, like, why did they call it Huntsman rather than, like, Woodsman or something? Yeah, I don't know. Because I was thinking all this time that it was about a spider and it was Australian film. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, dead serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not the case. <laughs> No, dead serious. Like the other day I noticed on my socks it said seven to ten. Yeah. And I finally figured out what it meant. What in sizes? Yeah, because they had all day socks written on them. Okay. What you thought like PM. <laughs> I thought that was the times you should like wear them between. <laughs> you idiot. Like most comfortable between seven AM and and 10 p.m. Oh, I was thinking like 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. No. Like, that's like quite the margin. No. Like, what? Coming up to 7, gotta put on my all day socks. I don't know why they call them that. I was like, what, 7 to 10? Because my actual size is 5 to 7. But I was like, I don't care. You dummy. That's what happened in the store. I was like, nah, 5 to 7, that's too early. Plus, I won't be home by 7. I'm gonna get uncomfortable. Oh my god. They should start marking them that way. It's like, what if you like start wearing them after 7pm? Well, I just thought like they like removed, they had like some sweat removal device or something. So I just thought like after that time it, it stops working. being effective. It's like, but surely. Like it's just not as effective anymore. But I just thought that was an example of the amount of time. Yeah. So I was like, that's over 12 hours. Whereas 5 to 7 is not, it's only like. Oh no, it's the same. Yeah, right? it's the same like <laughs> length of the duration of time. So it's like surely if you wear them, you know, you put the five to seven ones on <laughs> at sure. seven. Yeah, it's, it's still gonna last all day. Yeah, it's still gonna last all day. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know why. Never mind. It's in ramblings.